We're live. We're live. We're live. On where there's a will. Live again. I'll just get stuck in. I'll figure it out after I've, uh, I've actually done it. Cool. We're live again. We did a we're test. We're live again. We're back. We did a test, and now we're back. And the test was good. So when I hand it off to Joe and he goes, Will, can you do proper testing next time? I'll say, ah, I thought I did. Fuck. Oh, well. Not to worry. We did our best, Joe. We're we, sorry. We tried, Joe. Joe, the audio man, he, he's, 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 uh, he's agreed to, to assist in the uh, production of the podcast. And as is tradition, I will start the podcast by talking about how the podcast is doing. This is terrible form, Will. I need to get out of this habit. Um, what's going on, Nate? How's life? Life's pretty good. Um, I had a very, I've had a pleasant week, to be honest. Um, we got to see each other um, yes. earlier this week, which was the first time in four months because of obviously lockdown. If you're if you're listening in the the far distant future where lockdown is just a distant memory, remember it kind of sucked for a while. Yeah, it blowed. It was real. Uh, but Nate came down to yeah. move all stuff out, so we did a, a little a visitation. See, see, see a little, each other. little social distance. Social distance measures were were upheld. Were observed. Were observed. Were observed. We, we definitely tried, looked at them. We tried very hard to uh, maintain them and to sterilise anything that was going to come in contact with one another. Um, yeah, the amount of times we um, uh, sterilised my iPad because we did a social social distancing D and D session in our in well our, my guard my old garden. Um, it's, it's tricky, right? It's fucking tricky. Yeah. For anyone listening in the long distant future, I mean, if there's anyone listening to this, I don't know, who's who's just who was not born in the time of Corona, well done for finding this in the archive. It's probably fucking old as shit at this point. Um, for anyone who has lived through it, what the fuck was that all about? Jesus Christ! Yeah. Anyone who's living through it now, does anyone know what's going on? I don't know what the fuck's going on. It's all a mess. It is a mess. And like the government guidelines are so like vague now, like you don't, I don't even know like what is lockdown, what isn't lockdown. Like people aren't really following it anyway. But it's flim flammy. It's gone all flim flammy. The old flim flammers, but yeah. we soldier on all the same. Yes. We try our best. We do our we best. Do, we we do what we can. We do well. We do what we can. Some of us do. Um, yeah. It's 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 real messy, but I think it's uh, it's pretty relatable. So it's uh, it's understandable. But maybe we should talk about something other than the uh, the disease that's killing thousands of people. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, you've got yeah, so you're coming. You're gonna upgrade your whole. My rate. my computer is on its way apparently. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's always good. Uh, yeah, I invested in a new computer as we've finished university now and. You know, fingers crossed, sort of about to get a, you know, sort of trying our trying our damnedest to get a a uh, industry job in this strange and uncertain time where no one really knows whether they're going to keep their job, let alone get a new one. I got rejected by Sumo Digital officially, so that happened. Oh, good. Yep. Fantastic. Yep. Nice one. I have also been rejected by Sumo Digital. Ah, uh, we We've got a club where we get rejected from several studios, so often the same studios. Yeah, yeah. Creative Assembly CAs, said, no, assembly. no, you're not good enough, either of you. Um, they said, thank you, but no thank you. Yeah, thanks, but fuck Respectfully. off. Respectfully. Uh, they yeah. did do it respectfully. They didn't say fuck off. But, you know, I, I, I just like to interpret things hyperbolically because yeah. it's funnier. 
Yeah. Um, you know my po- I made I made I, I copied that that post I made. I didn't realize I had so many people that felt like they should talk to me about my joke that I made. It was um. <laughs> Oh, the one percent of artists thing. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, I don't know. It was like fucking most of the pop population thinks that artists aren't aren't actually essential. And uh, and then uh, and for some reason, uh, maybe the algorithm on Facebook was like uh, one person commented, so show it to everyone. But I had like fucking so many people come back to that thing and comment on it, and I'm like, penis. I didn't. I mean, I just it was a joke. I was doing a joke. I actually don't. I agreed with Nate's original point that we aren't really essential. Um, we are we are critical to the development and movement of society, and without us, society would be worse as a but whole. But unfortunately, like in a time where you know um, survival is like the main objective, development um, and like and and striving forward to to progress the like you know civilization is non-essential. Exactly. Right now, it's, it's uh, although I don't yeah. know how farmers didn't make it on that list. They didn't feature in the top five, and I'm like, <clears throat> what of the essential ones? Yeah, because I was thinking about it. I'm like, delivery drivers, no, farmers, yeah. Like, I think, I think, yeah, people need farmers more than they need Amazon dildos, etc., etc. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Use... But then delivery drivers also fall into sort of like takeaway delivery drivers, right? Yeah, but also takeaways are not mission critical and and supermarket delivery drivers so it's like delivering to people who are you know vulnerable and stuff like that that's yeah, pretty quick that's kind of important that is kind of important but then but, you gotta think that like that you need that, to... it, that term is like an umbrella term for like all of those people so like but also what are they going to deliver if there's no food yeah you are right <laughs> I, uh, I completely agree um but oh, yeah well. it's all fucking it's all a bit it's all hearsay and conjecture anyway. They've, 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 they've... At this point, it's... Yeah, I mean, I love how we were saying how we wanted to move on from this and then we just got straight back to it. Yeah, couldn't resist. Couldn't resist. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's what everybody's talking about. Everybody's talking at me through the pandemic. I, uh, that doesn't work. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Let's talk about other things. Yeah. That isn't the end of days. Right, we could talk about our plan, and I think we maybe want to adjust the start date on said plan, just cause, um, because I might go work on a farm, and um, the, the the farm job would start on the 17th of July, so mm-hmm. that would really fuck up the 6th of July to the 2nd of August. Yeah, with our little uh, game jam thing. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day... It it is what it is. You know what I mean. You've got to the end of the day. You got to get you got to get yourself a job. You got to go make some money. Um, And if that's what the situation is, then go for it. Uh, But our 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 plan is to do a little sort of game jam, two person game jam for three weeks. It was going to be the sixth of July, but it could potentially be a little later on now. Um, Earlier. Or unless earlier, yeah, that's possible. The reason why you can't do it earlier. Um. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we could start next week, maybe. Yeah. Uh, we could chat, chat about it after this, maybe. Or during um, this. I think the whole plan was ooh. to 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 cross the whole thing, right? Like so that everyone can watch our little dev diary and become fans, and then we can have our. I can I can convert the the two people that listen to the podcast. Hi guys, um, probably guys. 
Um, and uh, and then Maybe we girls. We don't know. We I don't, but my metrics tell me that it's seventy six percent male. The listenership of the podcast, and it also I also while doing further investigation, discovered that most people don't listen to the end of the podcast, which is fair enough. Most people don't even listen for two minutes, which is also fair enough. But it is a bit depressing. You're like, ah, oh, damn, I thought I was getting 76 plays and I've, uh, I've only got... So, if you're listening to this and you don't hate us for what we're saying, uh, you don't want us to die, then um, maybe, and you don't want to listen to the rest, maybe we just like, leave it on the background. Yeah, just, um, just put it on mute. Just, just get yeah. me, get me them, them cheap plays. I'm not above cheap free plays. If you, if you, you know, I'll, I'll we say, have no pride. Yeah, no pride, no pride. My ego is very, very, very titular. I, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't enjoy boosting it up. I, uh, I, I like, I like to do lots of things that 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 actually melt it in many ways. Um, stand up is something that I can't wait for this whole world situation to recover from, so that I can actually give a go. Uh, not that I'm funny, just that I don't like my ego, so I want to watch it shrivel and die. Yeah, as you do. Yeah. I'm okay for that. <laughs> I'll give that a miss. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, dear. I don't know if I've told the podcast listeners about my presentation, where I was like, I'm going to go for a funny presentation. And then uh, the people who were listening to the presentation were like, all right, so you do your presentation. We'll mute ourselves, and uh, we'll just... And I was like, ah, Fuck nuggets, because I can't say to them, oh no, please don't mute yourselves, because it's supposed to be funny, because then if it's not funny, it's painful, because they're like, ah, jeez, he thinks he's funny, fuck. And then, but if they, if, if they do think it's funny, I'll never know, because they're all muted. Uh, it was rough. Yeah, catch 23. It was real rough. Um, but I did get um, more than a first. I got a, a, a better than a first for that. So, uh, for, the present, first, for the presentational skill. The uh, the pitch materials were uh, were below a first, so there you go. Those the only two marks in the in the category. There were more you either marks. get a first or you fail. Well, that is how life works, right? Wrong. So we all fa- like a lot of us failed our university. Wrong. Course. Wrong. But I did not. You did. Do you do you, do you, did you get a first? No, I got a two one. You mean a fail? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh, that yeah. means that you're never getting a job, right? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, right. Uh, I know plenty of people who got first and probably aren't going to get a job. Yeah. Um, in fact, actually, I think I think there's plenty of people who never even went to uni and got jobs, right? So, yeah. So, really, university, just a... Big waste of money. Big waste of money. Big waste of time, too. Yep. Um, I don't know whether I believe that, but... No, yeah, sure. I don't believe in that either. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think we should continue with the whole podcast just making statements we don't believe in. And then, and then making them. wrong opinions. Yeah. Well, they're all proven yeah. to be wrong in the end, right? Are they? Um. Yeah. Most of them. Opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one. Doesn't mean anyone wants to hear it or see it. I'll have a second one. What? You've got two assholes. Nobody wants to have a second asshole. Um. Plenty of people want a second opinion, though. True. Yeah. Well, it's the dichotomy of human human existence, right? Is the amazing thing that our brains are capable of existing in a state of uh, believing two things that are completely ancillary to each other, completely opposed to one another. Um, it's one of the most interesting quirks of human psychology going. Um, yeah, and I think it's quite interesting that I'm not about. I'm about to make a statement. I do not mean that everybody in this this sort of 
way of thinking thinks this way, but I find it quite funny, and there's a friend of mine who pointed this out, it, it, it's, it's quite funny how peop, some people who, there is a correlation between people who are on the left side of politics, um, believe in abortion, but not in the death penalty, and then the people who are conservative, i.e. the right, believe in abortion, no abortion, but then the death penalty. They feel like they're just sort of... I don't know, I feel like one sh one side should be like, no deaths! And the other side are like, death's fine if on the right condition, you know what I mean? But actually it's just... I don't, I don't know. I find it's quite a strange way of being. Yeah. I, that's uh yeah you brought that up the other day and I'm 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 with you it's a strange one it's like you know because it's all for it, it it's the the causes that people support due to their political affiliations are when examined under a microscope very hypocritical sometimes yeah um, and that that's my biggest problem of like kind of signing up to any sort of political um party agenda like kind of group any any group that sort of makes a statement i go yeah i agree with that and then by agreeing with it i then sign up to everything else they agree with and i disagree with that yeah exactly. um, i, mean, I like, like to kind of examine everything i say everything probably not everything but everything that i sort of form an opinion on i try to examine objectively and and come to my own conclusion based off what I try my best to read and listen to things that are on both parts sides of the political spectrum. Come to my own conclusions. Um, Goddamn flip-flopper. And be ready to be wrong about those conclusions if proven wrong, you know what I mean? Um, which I think that that's like a biggest problem with our... With, with Especially what's going on right now is like people are just so afraid of being wrong. Yeah. Or um, being... Uh, not even being wrong, just being afraid to be highlighted as wrong, right? Whereas I love being wrong. I love when someone's like, you've done this wrong. And I'm like, yeah, I did. Good point. Yeah, I yeah. won't do that again. Thank you for pointing that out to me. Yeah. Um, and it's great because then you can go forward and be like, oh, I have something to work on. And it, you know, I, maybe maybe I fucked up here. Maybe I fucked up to a point where like, I hurt someone's feelings, which sucks. Um, or, you know, fucking did even worse to someone, um, which really sucks. But at least you can grow as a person. And we live in like this sort of time where we have Twitter and we have Facebook and we have Instagram and especially with companies, like companies are such a hard thing to find a moral moral stance on, you know what I mean? Because they're not just one person, they're a group of people that are like, a, you know, coming and going and who really, like, who are really, who's really having those political opinions? Like, as a, you know, as a branding, as a company, what does that mean? Because... You know, with like Blizzard Activision, like with the whole Hong Kong thing, like last year, last year, maybe, yeah, last year, last year, I don't know, I'm losing track of time. Um, and then like firing people and, and banning, you know, uh, esports players and whatever, you know, I'm sure if you know about the situation I'm talking about, you know more about it than me. Um, like, does that mean we boycott Blizzard Activision, like, until the end of days? But then, like, Blizzard, Blizzard and Activision, like they're they're, it, they're a huge company. They have multiple branches. They own like places like game studios like King in the UK, um, who are the guys who made Candy Crush. And um, 
Does that mean we condemn them just because of like a handful of people's opinions that they had the power to broadcast and make those decisions? That we just condemn all of the devs and all of the people who are attached to that company, like in any sort of, you know, directly or indirectly? Like it feels like an unforgiving culture we're currently living in. Well, it's not even it's not even unforgiving. It's that forgiveness is not even an option. And yeah. uh, and it and it feels a lot like uh especially especially on the well, I suppose it's because the left is the most vitriolic right now. Um but like it, it seems like it's uh <laughs> it's quite funny how people, especially on the left, claim to be the compassionate ones, and yet you examine what they actually want as punishments for people who have transgressed their specific rule sets, and it's like you want them to die. You want to kill them. You don't like you don't like you know you might just say oh no give me the, like you know oh they can't have their job and they can never work in their industry again so you're saying I want you to be able to uh, I don't want you to be able to support your children I want you to I want you and everyone related to you to suffer as a result of of one crummy decision that wasn't even necessarily made by you I mean sure it's like you know sometimes it's okay, you made a shitty joke on Twitter, or you made a shitty opinion on Twitter. It doesn't even have to be a joke. You could have meant it at the time, and that's fucking heinous and disgusting, perhaps. But to wish for their ultimate demise seems very hypocritical of a group of people that are claiming to be the compassionate ones. Yeah, but then, you know, and I, I think that's the problem of, like, of saying, like, oh, you know, compassion and empathy is, like, our sort of the things that we um, adhere to, and, and that's our, like, our banner. Because then if you don't um, have that, then you're a hypocrite, right? Because there is definitely stuff on the right, but then when it's the right, it's like, oh, it's just the right being the right. What are they like? Eh? Well, bloody, you know, waging wars and all four nuclear bombs and Donald Trump in the White House and etc. etc. Like, I think there are like are these sort of people on both sides of this uh, political spectrum. Um, I, I know that that's something you agree with as well because we've spoken about it in the past. Um, it, like, you know, I was watching videos of, like, Donald Trump rallies and stuff like that, and I've read a lot of, like, kind of far-right, um, uh, statements of people who are saying, well, very similar sort of things, you know what I mean, they'll, that, you know, if a company expresses something that they don't agree with, they'll boycott them, and then that means, except, you know, exactly what I just said about, uh, Blizzard and Activision with the whole Hong Kong thing, um, you know, if everybody thought that way, or, you know, even if enough people thought that way, um, they would, uh, you know, defund a company, essentially, and then that would, they would go under. For what? Like, saying, um, standing with, like, uh, Black Lives Matter, like, seems a very strange thing to decide to not support a company over. But um, I think that the, the, the fact of the matter is, and um, is that there are similar people like who just believe in like slightly different things and um not all not not all not all people but there are those people who are just kind of just want to use their political agenda as a weapon to uh to yeah to to like kind of get revenge on a certain type of people yeah man there's some um, and i don't think yeah, and I really don't think it's exclusive to the left or the right. There are people out there all the time that do that. No. Yeah. We call them, um, what's the word? Um, cunts. Yeah, those cunts. 
And uh, and unfortunately, what are they like? It's unfortunately, if you make them fucking, if you point at them and go, "You're a cunt," it's like now I'm a cunt. Fuck, because I did the did the thing where I labelled you and I judged you based on your opinions. Shit, which is exactly what you're getting pissed off at, and I'm pissed off at you for doing. Hmm, piss. How do I be compassionate to you? You're a cunt. Um, <laughs> and sometimes the, the most compassionate thing you can do is just distance yourself from them. But at the same time, is that making you better or worse? Or does that help the the, the the needle move forward or backwards? It's a it's. A, I honestly it's think that like the way to deal with it is like burn them, um, burn them all. Patience. Oh, oh, um, okay. Because often when you sit so. people down and are like, right, so you believe this and you believe you believe this, yeah. So why do you believe those things? And you talk through them. Their, their beliefs with them, often they cannot tell you why they believe something. Yeah, for sure. On most, like, most people. If, well, I, I, I don't, I don't say, I'm not sure there's a lot of people who have really thought about what they believe and, you know, and they have real, um, real reasons for doing it. But when they're so extreme that they can't see any... That's, that's, the, that's the mentality I, I, I disagree with, is that... Is that my views are the right views, and any other any other sort of way of thinking is wrong, and therefore you are deserve to be con- condemned for it, right? Um, I had like a sort of a back and forth with somebody over Facebook the other day, and I said, you know, and s- something very similar to what I'm saying right now of like, um, they were really condemning the right, and I was like, you know, the right isn't the only place where these people exist. Like, there are sort of bad people on both sides of the political spectrum and just because they're le- you're a leftist doesn't mean you're automatically virtuous um, and even if you are then maybe there's a danger of being a virtuous for virtuous state sake which is sort of um, a is is counterintuitive it's hypocritical it's it's exactly the opposite of what you want to be you want to be a good person because you're a good person <laughs> and um, not because uh, these are the political views and I will stand by them until I die sort of thing um, and he said that my view of like a sort of a centralist, I don't even think I'd describe myself as a centralist but that, that sort of view of like a centralist uh, way of thinking is an insult to human rights hmm. and um, I don't know whether I completely agree with that but um I mean, I think personally, you should be, you should feel bad because uh, of all the human rights that you've uh, transgressed in the last ten years. You know what, with all the genocides that you've carried out, it's ridiculous, fucking stupid. It's fucking, of course, I don't know. It's fucking. What are you going to talk like? What? How are you going to have a discussion where it's like you're violating human rights? It's like, all right, I personally am going out and violating human rights by having a discussion about things. How does that make any sense? What about the people who are really violating human rights? Are you going to go tell them? Are you going to go talk to the fucking no. the, 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 the government of Myanmar and tell them to stop killing Burmese people? No. No, you're not. You're going to sell Facebook and you're going to type vitriol into your keyboard and shoot down people who are just trying to understand and who are just trying to like help you to... to, to well, I mean, not always, but yeah, I don't know. I've, I've fucking given up on Facebook discussions with people. I don't see the point. It's it's a calcifying environment. I just, I just, uh, I either don't engage, I engage with ridiculousness. Because, you know, at the end of the day, send in the clowns, baby. Send in the fucking clowns. Because, you know, that, 
sometimes you need a perspective that's not taking itself seriously to realize that there's there is no serious shit. Like, there are problems. There are massive problems. There are always problems. There are always going to be problems. Like, uh, whoever it is who said it, it's like, if you gave humans a perfect utopia, they'd burn it down in a week. Because they'd be bored. Because we like having problems. It's what our brains do. Our monkey mind is designed to find issues and problems in the situation that we're in. Ergo, we will push to to, to create or 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 like make a problem out of something that we perceive to be a problem and that's not to say there aren't actual problems things like the black lives matter protests are amazing and wonderful um and it's and it's and it's awesome to see so many people peacefully protesting and trying to make a change at the same time it wasn't until the fucking black panthers stormed uh i can't remember what built there was like a government building in DC, God, I don't know my history, but it wasn't until they stormed that place with fucking assault rifles that things changed, so it's, um, you know, I'm a big proponent of, uh, peaceful change is the only real lasting change, but at the same time, sometimes you gotta kick some bins over, man, like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of people kind of arguing in a minute about this whole statue thing as well, oh, fucking hell, they tore down the statue of a slave trader, big deal, Big deal. Like no and one was no one the, was upset when they tore down the statue of Saddam Hussein in the middle of Iraq, were they? They were fucking no. celebrating. Yeehaw! Amazing. It's like fuck off. And then you got and, all these fuckheads I, like standing around crying about the Winston Churchill statue having he is a racist spray painted on it. They fucking vandalize that statue every time there's a group of protesters. It's part of the tradition. It's like you do a protest, you walk down the strand, you get pissed off, you spray paint something on Churchill, and then the government cleans it up a week later and everything carries on like nothing happened. Like fucking yeah. And, then you and the a, thing is it's on. like, you know, tearing down a statue I think the, the biggest argument then is like, oh well, you know, if we let this slide then then every statue in the UK is going to be thrown down. I don't think that's the case. I think it took daring down one statue by the people for the government to recognise maybe we need to do something. And I think one kind of vigilante act, I want to say, um, is enough for people to realise that like you can't just silence a load of people. You can't just get like petitions and protests and people screaming over social media and um, for this to be done um, and then not doing anything about it and nothing will happen, you know what I mean? And the people who are criticising it seems like, are you telling me that if you felt really passionate about something and um, the government just kept fucking gaslighting you for years and years and years you wouldn't go out and do something? Because if you don't, then um, I don't know. Maybe you need to examine yourself to know to, to know that that wouldn't take a lot for you to do that. Do you know what I mean? If you ain't got something to die for, you never lived. Hmm. I don't know what I'd die for. I should probably start living soon. I don't know. It's weird. We've all got our battles to pick, right? Like, we've all got our shit to, to fight, and it's, uh, and it's I'm, I'm glad that so many people have decided to take up the cause and put a spotlight on the fact that you know we all pretend that racism up and vanished but it's not it's right on course it's doing exactly what it's supposed to be doing it's uh it's more subtle than it was perhaps but it's still fucking ever present like it's not it's not in the uk anywhere. in the uk i think you know with there 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 are there are a lot of subtle racism around um not to say that all racism in the uk is subtle but um there 
it's a lot more subtle than the, the US, I think. Um, in places. Doesn't mean that it's any less damaging than, you know, than, like, just people screaming at you in the street, but, you know. People love to discriminate. People love to just make snap judgments. I mean, this pandemic is a great example of that. Just before I left um, uh, Cornwall uh, the first time, someone literally was stood on their, their doorstep screaming at me, telling me to go home, and that we don't that don't want the likes of you around here, etc., etc. And I was like, I'm just going for a walk. Like, <laughs> I don't see what I've done anything to you. I pay rent here, you fucker. Like, yeah, I'm not just. Some, I'm not. I'm not some tourist who's come down. I'm not one of the grottles. Although then again, Cornwall yeah, is the wild west years. of the UK, eh? So it's like people yeah. are very. Uh, well, I mean, for one, racist. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, super it's racist. fucking really bad. It's uh, like that. That um, subtle racism is uh, is not so subtle in Cornwall. I read an absolutely heartbreaking story about this, like this little boy. And he had uh, his his mum was like I don't know fucking Irish or something English descent white person and uh, and his dad was from Africa somewhere like uh, he, and he'd escaped like he'd escaped his home country only to go to Rwanda just as the genocide was kicking off and then he got relocated to the UK um, under some asylum act or whatever um, right. and met met this boy's mother and then they 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 had they had a baby. And then they moved. They were in Cornwall, and this this poor kid has been called like like the N word. He's been he's been cursed out. People touch his hair all the time without asking, and and he just and he feels uncomfortable in his own skin. And it's absolutely hideous. It just makes you want to fucking cry because you're like, if I could, if I could, do you know what I mean? Like I would personally go around and smack every single person in the head that would do that, but that wouldn't fix anything. Like no. I wouldn't, uh, and it wouldn't stop it. It wouldn't fix that 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 kid's poor, like that kid's experience. And like, I guess the only thing you can do is just try not to be silent when you see it happen, right? And and yeah, and it's oh, I don't know. I also I also think, uh, and it, it's it's such a hard. It really is a hard situation, especially as someone who wants to. And I really hate using the term, but ally themselves with what's going on right now. Um, I think we shouldn't have a term for um, being a decent human being. I think it should be sort of default. I don't think you should be like, I would like to sign up as an ally, please. Like, no, you should be a decent human being. You should stand up against injustice, i.e. racism and discrimination and things. But, like... Um, it's like being yeah. a, an organ donor, right? It shouldn't be an opt-in system. It should be mandatory. You should be, yeah. You should have to donate your organs unless you specifically say no. I want my testicles to go in a museum, please. Yeah, because they were such great testicles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you know, I I I truly believe in defend the victim. Don't uh, don't attack the attacker. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Um. There, there's this sort of a. Uh, uh, a scenario I was discussing with um, somebody once where they were saying if I saw racism happening I would just scream at the person until they decided to leave um, and in the handful of, of times where I've heard someone trying to uh, 
like uh, been recounted to me by the person who has been defended by somebody like that um it's made the situation worse yeah um and i often feel like going up to that person and talking to them like the person who is getting attacked talking to them and sort of trying to diffuse it by not giving the uh the racist if, if it's verbal for example uh you know not giving someone who's trying to uh uh, discriminate or, or you know verbally abuse someone uh the power back you know what i mean mm-hmm. like they're only they're only ranting like that because they're getting a reaction and if you just sit with the person and talk to them and and just ignore them um a lot of the time it will it will change though that's not that's not a, a one-size-fits-all solution and it will, it will never be but i think that should be exhausted before anything else because then you just give them fuel to the fire you know what i mean you should try to Mm-hmm. And and like you know, unless you've got a perfect defense, right? You are liable to reinforce their belief, and especially if you've got a perfect defense based on reason and logic, you are just going to calcify their beliefs. If you don't give them air, it's like it's no fun to bully someone who doesn't respond. People who don't react to bullying are no fun to bully. Um, not that I'm like you know specifically like going out. Will's top ten tips to to finding good bully victims, but like like if. If you, it's, it's, unfortunately, it's always that poor kid in the classroom who, when they call him four eyes or fatty or whatever the fuck they find, because, you know, a bully will find anything to pick on you for. It's the one who goes, oh, no, go away, no. And they cry about it. That's the one that they're going to keep picking on, because as as much as it's fucking hideous part of our psyche, and it is a part of our human psyche, if you, if you think that that's not a part of the human condition, then you are blind to the realities of the world. Unfortunately, they're going to pick the person who gives them the reaction that they find the funnest. And if you don't give them any air, you don't give them any credence, then it's hard to keep bullying you because there's no fun in it. There's no sport in it. There's no, there's no, like, the, those people will unfortunately move on to the next victim until, you know, and it's, it's ironically that, that age old, um, the, the 50s mentality of, well, if you're being bullied, son, just go smack your bully in the face. Ironically, probably work a lot of the time because they realize, ah, this guy's not such an easy mark. I'm not interested. They're, it's like a, it's like criminals, right? If you look like you're even remotely paying attention for them and you remotely know that you could defend yourself, they're not going to pick you. They're waiting for the person who looks like a victim to walk by and then they'll snag that person's purse or that person's person who doesn't or... have that teeth. Yeah, exactly. And that's not an ultimate defense. It doesn't work 100% of the time. You never know if you're going to get a fucking pistol pulled on you. But if you walk around looking like you can't defend yourself, it's just a, a, a it seems like a universal law of nature, right? If you if you're a gazelle and you've got a limp, good fucking luck not being the lion's pick for the uh, for dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. I do. Chickens um, establish a pecking order whether you train them not to or not. I have a friend, and she was a vegan. She, you know, she cares a lot about animals, etc. And she had chickens, and she would, like, try and tell her chickens off for, like, establishing a pecking order. I'm like, you can't do... It doesn't... One, it's never going to work. Two, like, that's the way they're naturally bent to be. That's how they behave. They establish a pecking order for, for, for the sake of living in a group. You know, like the chimpanzees establish an alpha whether you tell them to or not, whether you try and train out of them or not. Yeah, because there's there's always going to be hierarchy, and that just sort of happens throughout 
all of different species. It seems like it. Or they live alone. You know, tigers don't have a hierarchy because they're solo creatures. Yeah, well, that's the alternative, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have a hierarchy because there's nobody else to be in charge of. Yeah, and instead it's more like we have a border dispute every time I encroach on your territory. Um, which, you know, which seems like a backward step. Um, I don't know, I've been reading this book, Sapiens, and it's really... Uh, it's really enlightening because uh, we've talked multiple times about how, um, because I'm quite jaded on uh, sort of people's generic ideas of, of utopian society, you know, like, why not socialism? I'm like, because it doesn't fucking work. Like, it's, I'm not against the concept. I love the idea of, like, communism or socio-anarchistic groups living in, 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 in dispatch, like, in, in, in their own sects that only interact with each other when they need to deal with something that affects everyone but it's fucking i don't know i've been to a few hippie hippie communes and uh spend most of your time just talking about what the fuck the group's gonna do and it's uh it's why we elect leaders because it's easier to be like boris you sort it out i may hate your guts but like you sort it out because i can't be asked to talk to my neighbor about when the bins should be collected whether it's tuesday or wednesday and who's gonna do it it's just a lot of um it's a lot of time that people don't have right now and I don't think that capitalism well, yeah. is a perfect system, and I don't think that democracy is a perfect system. And I think, if anything, all of these, um, like this disease and these riots and and a lot of things in the past, you sort of there's been a growing air of discomfort. I think in the two in the two thousands, you know, since the turn of the millennium, there's been this sort of growing discomfort it manifested in student riots in england in 2008 and it manifested in the arab spring in egypt in 2011 or whatever and it manifested in 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 this unrest but ironically it's never been a more peaceful time to be alive as far as history goes yeah right. then that just goes back to like the the utopia thing that you're talking about and saying you know it, it ironically because of it being so peaceful we're looking for shit to be um, angered about. Uh, angered about, but then that's also progression. You know what I mean? Like we get angry, we get, we've come to a resolution, and we break things to put it together back back together better. Maybe hopefully it's progression until it's not. Genghis Khan burned the Great Library at Alexander, and we lost information that probably would have kick-started the agricultural revolution not agricultural industrial revolution you know maybe a 500 years early who the fuck knows but his fucking descendants set fire to it so that shit's gone forever and uh we may never learn some of the things that they knew in that nate talk to the podcast for one minute i gotta go pee okay hello podcast um yeah i don't really know what to talk about without without will here um uh i don't know whether will has a uh a sort of a message system set up but uh maybe is an idea that if i can bug him to um give out his email address or whatever and if anybody's listening to this and feels like they would like um to for us to talk about something specifically or um, want to get back to us or give us feedback on the things we're talking about and tell us that we're completely wrong. Please tell us we're completely wrong because that is definitely something uh, we enjoy hearing. Um, and 
maybe open open things up to a, a, a wider debate. Um, send him a message, and um, we could do like a follow up uh, podcast um, to any of the questions or comments that we get through that. So um, I would definitely encourage him to do that. Um, probably after this. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. If anybody is interested in, um, if anybody is an artist and is interested in keeping up with my work or wants to get involved with what is going on right now on ArtStation, um, there is currently an ArtStation challenge um, on at the minute and uh, you can find my blog entry on my ArtStation, Nathan Bedford. Um, yeah, give that a, a, a look and a like if you, if you wouldn't mind. Sneaky little plug. I rate that. Sneaky little plug. I have no idea what to talk about with, and you're not here, mate. Oh, I dear. Really like that very quickly. Fair um, enough. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I, you I were telling to. me I should do a solo podcast, and that idea concept is, uh, is somewhat terrifying, and yet I feel maybe I should do it. Yeah, maybe you should. Maybe I should do it. Maybe if I ever um, get any listener mail or set up a listener oh, mail. Oh, well, it's, it's, fu- it's funny that you should mention that because that's what I was talking about <laughs> while you were away. <laughs> What was it? What were you saying that they should? They you should, should set up some sort of email um, messenger thing where people can get in contact and ask questions or make comments on the discussions we're having and tell us we're wrong. That'd be great. I mean, ironically, if my stats are anything to go by, no one is listening right now. So um... <laughs> we can say whatever we want. We can say whatever we want. Go hit hit them with all the racial slurs you want, Nate. Are you all a bunch of cats? Oh, no. Nate, it cut out really early. What was the thing you said? You're all a bunch of cats. Okay, thank God, because uh, the, there's a few bad racial slurs that start with a curse sound. Um. <laughs> no, I, did, I decided not to do any of those things. <laughs> I know, but the, the way the audio went, it was like, you're all a bunch of c-, And I was like, oh, penis. They might have thought you said something bad. And I knew you'd said something nice, but it was... Um, yeah, you cats, well, you. Oh, speaking of what cats, like? Angus's kitten. Holy shit. Yeah, Angus's cat's super cool. Our friend Angus just got a kitten. Makes me want to get a kitten. Oh my goodness. I mean, I feel like it's a bit um, a bit irresponsible since I don't have anywhere to live in a month and a half. Or not even a month and ten days. Penis, man. i got to plan my life out a bit more because like, I'm soon to be um, evicted. Well, I'm not evicted. I, my tenancy agreement is to come to an end soon. <laughs> evicted makes it sound very hyperbolically uh, dramatic, but it's uh, it's not. It's just I've got to figure out where I'm going. Um, ultimately, the plan is Brizzle, right? So, um, well, well, we hope so. Um, I think Brizzle's like... a great stopgap. Just spend a year in Brizzle. Um, why not? Yeah. It was funny when uh, we were talking to Louis um, uh, Hewitt uh, the other day. Ah, he um, needs to come he on was... the podcast as well. Yeah, he should. But he was like, oh, you know, I don't know what's going to happen after Bristol and this, other, this, that, and the other. I was like, neither do we. Yeah, the plan <laughs> we, isn't go to Bristol. We could Bristol. be there for like two months. Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. The plan is go to Bristol for, I think, a year. A year-ish is like a good sort of time frame. A year or two, maybe, in Bristol. 
to try and get Who knows, up. man? We could, like, land something in Bristol and it could be really good and mm. um, carry I mean, on from there. You but, know, 2025, yeah. I'm going to Asia, baby. Yeah, well... I'm going to go on a mad bike trip, assuming the uh, the world hasn't closed all of its borders forever. I doubt it's going to be forever. No, no. I doubt it's going to be forever as well, but... um. You never know. They might, you know, it might be like, ah, you can't actually go to Singapore anymore by land. Although, I mean, you can't really. <laughs> That's not changed. <laughs> it's not a new thing. It's an island. It's, you can't get there by land. It's, uh, it's a, it would be a real challenge. You'd need to have like a very fast motorbike that can drive on water. Have you ever seen that when they fucking drive motorbikes on water? No. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. They're just like, you use like really like chonko tires and it essentially acts as like a, a, a hydrofoil. Um, you, can, you can drive like a, you can drive a, a souped up uh, snowmobile on water quite easily, it seems. We, but obviously if you ever drop below, I don't know, a certain number of miles per hour, you will sink into the water and ruin your... Uh, yeah don't don't expect that like kind of going with the pretense that you're probably going to ruin it you might ruin yeah you you there's a good likelihood that you're going to fuck up your uh your jet ski although i would love to see what the um how far you could theoretically go you know like could i make it across the channel that would be uh <laughs> that would be a did you did you see the there's this video online where a guy um tried to get you know those sort of like human-sized hamster balls you can get in. Oh, yeah. They'll blow up. You have a bit tried to get across... No. But he tried to get across the channel um, in one. Right. By just getting in it and then putting himself in the on the shore mm -hmm. and then letting the tide take him out. And he's, like, in... He's, like, inside the, the ball and is videoing it. And he's just straight up, like, uh, maybe, you know a mile offshore and he's like i i think I, I don't think i could do this anymore i just like passes out and then <laughs> and uh uh yeah and then somehow gets to the other side of the channel and pops up and's like i guess the i guess the um the tide took him there but yeah he did not do well <laughs> Fucking bullshit. He faked that. Someone yeah. told him. There's no way. Maybe. There's Maybe. no way. It was funny as fuck, though. I bet. I'm going to have to give it a watch, but, like, there is no... You would just end up in the North Sea. You would just... That would be it. Did he bring lunch? Did he bring lunch? I don't know. I don't... Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it was... Maybe it was faked. I was pretty convinced. But then I, I didn't really look into it past, like, oh, that's really dumb. It seems like the dumbest idea ever. Um, personally, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. as a man of the sea, which I isn't. Um, oh man, I would love to have a boat. That'd be banging. Sail across the ocean one day. Ooh, what an adventure! Yeah, that'd be really great. Have you ever been sailing? Um, I've never sailed myself. No, I've been on boats and and stuff like that. But yeah, no. Ah, oh, sailing's good fun. Um, I love a bit of sailing. Uh, you just got to be careful not to get smoshed in the head by the boom. Yeah, right. Because it will fucking kill you. <laughs> Plenty of people die yeah, from getting smacked in the head by a decent-sized boom. If you're on one of those fucking 25-foot-tall catamarans, that boom whips across the deck. 
Murder speed! Then bloody kill you, mate. It will fucking kill you, yeah. Dead. Instant. Dead. Baseball bat, the back of the head, dead! Oh! So, that's what you want. God, oh, this fitness challenge, Nate. Oh! I have really sucked at this this week. Thank I, um, God, I might actually be able to get some points in. Yeah, I, I've, I'm not going to do well. I'm, I'm back on it now, but the trip to Falmouth really threw me. Yeah, I, I lost many points when you were here. Um, um, but I did 100 chin-ups yesterday. Fair play, I could do three. I didn't do them in a row. Um I took, okay. I took, it wasn't a straight 100 chin. I don't know if there are many people in the world who can do 100 chin-ups in a row. That is a lot of chin-ups in a row. Um, There's probably a fair few, actually. Lots of Navy SEALs, I imagine, could probably do 100 chin-ups in a row. Um, mm -hmm. But, but yeah, I did, uh, it, it took me four hours. I paced it out. Um, but, um, yeah, I did 100 chin-ups. It was good. Do you have one of those bars that, like, are in the doorway? Uh, yeah, that's what I used, yeah. Do you find that they damage the doorway at all? Uh, I don't know. My house is a rental. Okay. Those, the, you get the ones with yeah, the padding, but... and, and no, not really. They might mark it. They might leave, like, a little mark. But okay. um, there's, I, I would say it's fucking 100% worth it. They're so It's so nice to just have a chin-up bar, like an actual chin-up bar. My chin-up yeah. bar that I had when I had a chin-up bar back, back at home was a screw-in one. You're like, you're like, that one's sturdy as shit. Like, there's no moving that shit. But then that, like, just, like, you got two massive holes in your, your doorway then. Uh, no, 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 no. You, three screws. Three screws on either side. And you mount a bracket. And then you, you twist the chin-up bar into place in between the bracket. But, um, but yeah. But then, okay, so you got six holes in your... In your doorway. Six little screw holes, yeah. It's not bad. I guess. I, uh, I, I, I might get, I might get one of those, uh, um, those doorway ones. Not the screwing ones, but um, the like hangy ones. I would, I would recommend them. They're good. Yeah. And if you want to do chin ups, which I mean, if you're doing any workouts at all, chin ups are like my favorite best exercise. Thing, yeah. They do everything, especially if you're doing properly. You're even getting like, you know, you should be tensing your legs, etc. So you can even get a little bit of a, not like a pump, but you get a decent, um, it's just a full body thing, right? Do chin-ups and push-ups yeah. and then you're fucking laughing, mate. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I really struggle with like, bodyweight workouts for me is like, um, it's quite, it's quite difficult to be honest. Um, especially that. Yeah. Um, well, chin-ups are, it's notorious. The heavier you are, the harder they are, right? Like, if you weigh yeah, like, and I'm 200 like, kilos, then you've got to lift that. <laughs> you don't I'm like 90. Kilos, but... No, I know. But I'm like 95, right? So, like, it's it's quite it's quite hard to, to, to do that, mate. But, you know, I, I'm really looking forward to the gym's back, opening back up. And it looks like that's going to happen next month. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, it is, I'm, uh, I'm probably going to go to the gym. Nice. They got chin-up bars there. They got loads of chin-up bars there. But also, God, I love deadlifting. Deadlifting's the best thing. <laughs> so funny. I've heard so many people say that deadlifting is the worst thing for your body. Very risky exercise. But at the same time, I've also heard 100 people plus tell me that yeah. deadlifting Then I, I've, heard, I've heard myself quite a lot um, deadlifting. You've but heard yourself. 
I've hurt myself deadlifting, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then that being said, like, I've hurt myself doing lots of things. Um, and, uh... I hurt uh, myself in bed once. I put my back out just lying in bed and, like, just, like rolling yeah. over. Yeah, you do, like, uh, you know, you hurt yourself heaps doing a variety of different things, just badly. Um, Sneezing. Uh, it's kind of like whenever I hurt myself deadlifting, it's kind of like how if you're playing a good game and you die, you're like, well, I can't be frustrated with anybody else other than myself because I did it wrong. Like, it wasn't, it definitely wasn't um, the, 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 the exercise itself that was just bad for me. I, my form was off here. And I knew it when I did it. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because deadlifts, especially if you're deadlifting heavy, if you... Because you know how, like, the other day you were talking about, like, doing bodyweight uh, squats, you should, like, thrust your pelvis out and then sort of, like, lean back into it and mm -hmm. have, like, you know, sort of bring, like, kind of put your back at, a, at an angle. If you do that when you're deadlifting, that's how you hurt your back. Yeah, yeah, you want to keep your... your chin up your back nice and flat shoulder blades nice and tight together make sure you keep the bar close to your shins yeah yeah and what you want to be doing is the the, the bar needs to be going pretty much a straight line up and down vertically mm -hmm. um trying to teach that is very difficult for someone who hasn't done it before i yeah, realized yeah. the other day trying to stand there and and get someone to understand that um is who very difficult uh, I did it with Tam just before lockdown, mm -hmm. and uh, we ended up doing like I think like five or six sets just so that he could get the movement down. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a tricky movement to get every... down. There's a lot of things to. It really is. On. As, I, I think deadlifts is the cam. If you don't do it right, it's the worst thing for you. If you can do it right, it's one of the best workouts. It's a, I reckon deadlifts is kind of up there with pull-ups. Hmm. Yeah, I just think that the the risk for injury is extremely high on deadlift. I mean, I've been doing it for ten years, and I've I've hurt myself twice. Okay, I take I take it back. And you know, you don't have to you don't have to pull. You know, more than your body weight. You know that that's that's quite a lot. You know, like I use. I th I think I work with about sixty to eighty kilograms, and I do sort of like four to five sets of ten. Mm. Um, you know. Back when I was really kind of working out quite hard, I was doing five sets of ten of eighty kilograms, and that was um, that was quite a lot. That was quite hard. Yeah, uh, I imagine. but but doing it at that weight was comfortable, and I low chance of low chance of uh, of injury because it wasn't something that was gonna like fuck my back up. Um, it wasn't something you were struggling to control, which is how you get your back fucked up, right? Exactly, yeah. But the it was just the volume of that. It was it was sort of like the upper ceiling of what I was comfortable with, but with fifty reps. Um, whereas you know the the times I pull my back out is is times like the times I was like trying to pick like one hundred and twenty kilos up and. Um, I was I was struggling in the so my form went down and yeah I arched my back too much at the top of the of the rep and um, pulled a muscle in my back. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, it's like I like we always say in climbing. Um, 
you here's how you should climb properly with proper form you know you want to keep your arms as long as possible and get your legs as bent as possible and you want to power up through your feet and you want to focus on getting your feet nice and secure and steady and trying to touch your foot down as gently as possible uh, and all of that goes out of the window when you actually start climbing at your actual grade like the diff like the that when you get up to the difficulty level of like okay now this is as this is as hard as i can possibly climb all of that form shit goes straight out the fucking window and it's like just try and get to the top mate like <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and you yeah you, yeah you you need to sort of like kind of train your mind to react on um uh it, your mind reacts on impulse, right? So you need to train your mind to behave correctly in that impulsive state, I suppose. Yeah, your well, your mind falls back to what you've trained when you're tired, etc. Right? So it's like it's like in boxing, um, you. Well, I mean, first first time anyone spars boxing, they're just scared. You just don't know what's. You're just scared. You don't even. You, the punches are coming in, and you're fucking terrified. You freak out. Oh my god! Someone's hit me in the face. Ah, ah, ah! You just panic, try and run away, and turn your head away, and fucking yeah, all the terrible things. But as you train more, uh, and and as, as you know, like you always like whenever you've whenever like I've only ever had one actual amateur bout. So I'm not speaking from mad experience here, but like what you trained when you were exhausted, how you kept your form together when you were knackered is how you actually behave when you're in that panic situation, that struggling situation. And so, you know, you fall back to what you've trained. So if you've never trained, you are going to tense up and freak out and, 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 and make all make all the mistakes. Whereas if you've trained to the point of exhaustion and kept your form good, then what you're falling back to is good, solid technique. Yeah, yeah, and that, that that's that's what you're looking for, right? It's like oh god, um, I can't wait to get back to fucking. I'm gonna start. I I might start Muay Thai. I'm not sure. I've never done any kicking before. Um, and Muay Thai seems like fun. Um, yeah, I can't wait to get back to fucking. I missed I missed fucking combat sports, man. Combat sports was so much fun. Jiu-jitsu specifically. Yeah, jujitsu was fun when I when I when I went and did it. Um. It was just, uh, it was fun of the motivation, really. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that session we did was, uh, it was like, it was I particularly said you, hard. I said, I said to you multiple times, it's, it was the hardest session that I ever did with that group. Like, it was, it was way harder than anything we ever did again. Uh, yeah. And I think it was also because we went in as rookies, we were like, okay, we've got to keep training, keep training, keep training, keep training. Whereas other people were probably resting while we were just like training nonstop. Um, I did, I did think that. Um, we we sort of hit it very hard where we were like we need to prove I don't know I don't know whether we need to prove but like we so need to know, keep right? pushing ourselves yeah 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 um, I agree yeah although that being said if you ever um, come boxing with me boxing sessions are <laughs> probably as if not more intense than that shit um, Jesus Christ is boxing tiring I can imagine. Well, they, they said that about uh, Krav Maga as well, don't they? They they sort of um, they tie you out specifically so that you can um, so, so that when you start training, that you're training fatigued. Yeah, you're training you know? exhausted. Although Krav Maga is a bit fucking mental fight clubby, because I know that there are plenty of Krav Maga gyms where like your first session, the whole group, like you do the warm up, and then the whole group just basically mm -hmm. like 
they just beat, beat, you. beat you in. They just they 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 break you in basically. They uh everyone just kicks the shit out of you <laughs> in a big group, and then and then you're part of the crew, and you can train Krav Maga with them. But um, it's, uh, it's developed from Russian special forces training, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that would make sense because the Russians are crazy they like train shit that doesn't make any sense to train like they train how to do... is it is it russian or is it is it israeli i always thought it was israeli oh uh, fuck yeah i think you might be right i think it might be israeli i'm just thinking of spetsnaz training where they do a bunch of um uh no it is yeah krav maga is israeli you're right um but who are also a bunch of fucking savages maybe one of the most savage militaries on the whole planet because their entire country is surrounded by people who hate them um yeah but yeah. um but no, Russian special forces training, Spetsnaz, they learn how to throw a spade um, at a target and hit a bullseye while doing a backflip off of a trampet. Yeah, as you do. Um, because, and it's not for any, like, there's no tactical reason to um, do a backflip off of a trampet and hit a, hit a training target with a spade. But they train it because they can then put out the video of their Spetsnaz soldiers doing that. And anyone who goes up against them is like, fuck, these are the guys who know how to throw a spade while doing a backflip and hit a bullseye. Like, it's a psychological thing as much as it is like an actual training thing. A practical thing, yeah. Which, I mean, you know, you can never really underestimate the uh, psychological aspect of uh, warfare and battle. Because it's, I mean, in, in ancient battles specifically, it was about which side routed first. It wasn't even about, like, because the like, majority of deaths came from when troops routed. It wasn't from the actual fight. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unless you get a fucking like a perfect surround and then it's curtains for whoever's on the inside of that. Yeah. We've been going for well, uh, an hour, uh, man. man. Should we, yeah. Should we, should we finish things up here? Let's call it a day. Do you want to link people to your shit? I know you've already done it, but... Um, yeah, sure. I am... Um, NJ Bedford on uh, on uh, Instagram. Uh, you can check out my dev work and my just general sketches and, and mindless shit on there. Um, I am uh, Nat Bedford, uh, Nat Bed, N A T B E D, uh, at, on our, on Art Station or Nathan Bedford, um, and. Yeah, you can um, message me over there if you have any questions that we've talked about on here or anything to do with art or Yeah. All right, then, people. Uh, this has been Where There's a Will. Um, good night. Goodbye. Fair winds. High seas. Good luck. <laughs> See you.